बाइबल ट्रेशर्स टॉपिक नाइन स्पिरिचुअल बैटल वेलकम टू द साउंड ऑफ ट्रेन टेलीकास्ट Let's begin the talk of this day referring to book of Isaiah 8th chapter and 20th verse To the law and to the testimony if they do not speak according to this word it is because there is no light in them The Bible is the word of God and that is under two aspects One it is the law or the teaching and the other one is testimony or examples the bible is full of both so much of direct teaching there are so many testimonies or examples examples may be events or the examples may also be persons experiences examples alone are not sufficient to build a doctrine in order to establish a doctrine we should search for the plain teaching of the bible and we can use the examples as a support to the doctrine that you have established on the plain teaching of the scriptures Now this must always be kept in mind whenever we go to study doctrine seriously. Let us serve an example to you from Book of Acts. That is in the fifteenth chapter. We all have heard about the Jerusalem Council. There were many people who returned to the Lord Jesus Christ from the Gentile world. but several brothers who came from judea they insisted that these new converts from gentile world also must be circumcised and that developed a big dispute and argument and apostles like paul who believed on salvation by grace alone did not give even a minute of acceptance there was really lots of heated arguments and discussion and then they came together and that uh, gathering is what is called jerusalem council book of acts look at the 14th verse simon has declared simon means simon peter has declared how god at the first visited the gentiles to take out of them a people for his name now he went to the household of cornelius and he was a gentile and he preached the gospel there and god accepted them by pouring out his holy spirit on that gathering so simon reported it so that is a testimony that is an event that is an example immediately they did not jump into a doctrine then comes verse 15 with this the words of the prophets agree as it is written you know they were looking for what was written and what were the words of the prophets what simon reported is not sufficient for establishing a doctrine you should search the scriptures to find out what the scripture says yes to the law and to the testimony that's what we said at the beginning of the this talk law and testimony teaching and testimony now the very gospel that we preach has got these two components 1 Corinthians 15th chapter 
Look at the third and the fourth verses. I delivered to you first of all that which I also received. Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. He was buried. That he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. What is stressed here? According to the scriptures. According to the scriptures. According to the scriptures, Christ died. According to the scriptures is teaching. And then Christ died. That is the event. According to the scriptures, that is doctrine. That he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. To the law and to the testimony together, that makes the word of doctrine. The same is true in all our Christian life and experience. Don't deduce the truth or doctrine from your experience alone. On the other hand, test your experiences in the light of the scriptures. This telecast is based on this conviction. Now the subject that we have before us is the spiritual warfare. The topic that we are considering is how not to battle. So far we have done eight lessons. Number one, do not underestimate the devil. Number two, do not overestimate the devil either. Number three, do not be careless about your personal life. Number four, do not ignore the enemy who is within. And number five, do not attempt to bind Satan. And number six, do not practice unapostolic act. Number seven, do not be interested in extra-biblical revelation. Last week we studied lesson number 8. Do not get overexcited about demon casting. Today we will move on to lesson number 9. How not to battle. Do not fight alone. Do not fight alone. Turn with us to a very interesting passage which speaks this truth or teaches this truth so explicitly and directly. Book of Ecclesiastes, 4th chapter, look at the ninth verse. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. Come to the 12th verse. Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. Here there is a picture or an illustration of spiritual warfare. When two join together, you can easily withstand or attack the enemy. Beloved, the entire scripture abounds with this vital truth. You know one of the oft-repeated names of Jehovah in the Old Testament? Lord of hosts. You know, that's very interesting. You know, the word host is in plural, armies. The Lord of hosts. Now, this truth runs even from book of Genesis. Now, why did God give Eve to Adam? Turn to the second chapter. We will read from verse 16. 
The Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. Having given this commandment, you know, look at the very next words. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. In other words, why did God give Eve to Adam? Just to help him to obey God. Giving the commandment, God says, He should not be alone. I shall give him a help. What for? So that he may obey me. There is something that is implied there. The devil, the tempter would come to attack them. God did not want Adam to handle it alone. God gave him a woman who will assist him in his battle against their tempter. Sometimes we interpret this passage wrongly. It's not good for man to be alone. We really think if he is alone he will fall into adultery. Now where will Adam fall into adultery? There was no woman on the face of the earth. There it is only for him to help obey the commandment of God and fight the enemy. Joshua, he was a man of valor. He was a fighter. But you know what we read about him? The book of Joshua 10th chapter. Fifth words. Five kings of the Amorites, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jamuth, the king of Lachish, and the king of Eglon gathered together and went up. They and all their enemies, armies, and they camped before Gideon and made war against it. Joshua did not try to tackle these enemies all by himself. What do we read about him? Look at the seventh words. Joshua ascended from Gilgal, he and all the people of war with him. Come to the verse 29. Joshua and all Israel with him. And come to the 31st words. And here again it says, Joshua and all Israel with him. And look at the 34th words. And here again it says, Joshua and all Israel with him. Look at the verse 36. Joshua and all Israel with him. I look at the 38th verse. Joshua and all Israel with him. Not just a meaningless repetition. It is a meaningful emphasis. Joshua was a mighty man of Ireland. But he was always mentioned in warfare, Joshua and all the people of Israel. There is a very interesting statement in the book of Leviticus, the 26th chapter. Read the 8th verse to you. Five of you shall chase a hundred. Hundred of you shall put ten thousand to flight. Try to look at the arithmetic. Five people can chase hundred people. That means hundred people can chase only two thousand people. The Bible says a hundred people shall chase ten thousand people. Yes, do not fight alone. You know, God always thinks of plurality when it comes to the question of spiritual warfare. 
None of us can do everything by ourselves. We all have our strengths and weaknesses. Here is a very classic example in First Chronicles 19th chapter. Read from verse 10 to 13, very interesting words. Here were two brothers, Joab and other was Abishai. There were two enemies. One was Syrians and the other were Ammonites. Now look at verses 12 and 13. This is what Jobo was telling his brother Abishai. If the Syrians are too strong for me, then you shall help me. If the people of Ammon are too strong for you, then I will help you. Be of good courage. Let us, you know, it's not let me. Let us be strong for our people and for the cities of our God. Us, our, are you able to see the emphasis on that plurality? Where you are weak, I will come to help you. And where I am weak, I need you to come and help me. It was the logic why Jesus sent the disciples not one by one, but two by two. Because he always believed in the team. You know, the team spirit is a must in spiritual warfare. He sent them two by two. They returned with great joy. They said, the devils obey us. Each disciple did not say, the devil obeyed me, but they said, the devils obey us. In the hour of spiritual, intense spiritual warfare and battle, even Jesus Christ sought for the company of his disciples. Now we all know the passage too well, but look at the passage again. Luke's Gospel, 22nd chapter, look at verse 53, the latter portion of that verse. This is your hour and the power of darkness. The time that Jesus spent in the Garden of Gethsemane was the hour of power of darkness. And the Lord Jesus Christ, he wanted his disciples to stay with him for moral support, for spiritual support. We know the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, they went to sleep. But you know what Jesus tells about them? Look at the 28th verse of the same chapter. You are those who have continued with me in my trials. You know, before the spiritual strength and might and muscles of Jesus Christ, these disciples were nobodies. On the other hand, the Lord Jesus Christ appreciated them. You have continued with me in my trials. What did Jesus say? On this foundation I will build my church. Then what did he say? Gates of hell shall not prevail against it. What? They would not be able to prevail? They won't be able to prevail against the church. You know, we don't see a large scale manifestation of God's power today. You know why? Here and there a few small things are happening. But huge things on just great scale we are not uh, witnessing these days. What is the reason? Peter wants to do everything by himself and John wants to do everything by himself. 
And if Peter wants to just be, do everything independently and John also wants to do everything independently, that lame beggar will be stay lame for another 40 years. But what happened? After the day of Pentecost, the Bible says Peter and John went together to the temple to pray. And that beggar, he looks unto them for some copper coin. And what did Peter say? Look at us. He did not say, look at me. You know, the whole thing has changed. What happened? One of the greatest undisputable miracles happened. If that has to happen today, people should come together in their fight against Satan. Peter and John must come together. You know, we all go through fierce spiritual battles in our own lives. We should not uh, think that it is below our dignity uh, to go and ask somebody to help us. We need people to help us. In the same way, when you know for sure that someone is really struggling in his life, voluntarily offer your help to stand by that person. You know, that was one area where Moses, the servant of God, rebuked two tribes people. You know, there were 12 tribes of Israel. And when they came near Jordan, two tribes, they did not want to cross over Jordan. What did they say? All this area is very green and it is good for our cattle. So we don't want to go to the other side. And Moses was extremely angry with those people. You know what he asked them? Will you sit here idle and your brothers alone will go for war? Be sure your sin will find you out. Beloved, that's very important truth that Moses has given us. When others are suffering, we should not simply be onlookers. Even if you are not invited, you take the initiative, go and help them. That is why the Bible says, encourage one another. And the Bible says, pray for one another. How did the Lord Jesus Christ teach us to pray when it comes to the question of evil? How did he teach us? Deliver us from evil. Deliver us from evil. There is a plurality even in the prayer. If one member suffers, all other members should come to its help. You know, we are all various organs and members of the body of Christ. Take your own body. Suppose this finger, there is a wound and it gets infected. What happens? Fever does not attack only that finger. The entire body is develops fever. What does it mean? The entire body is fighting against that infection. So that's the concept that we should carry on into the body of Christ. And we want to close with one sobering thought. Satan's kingdom is well organized. He is not divided. In the beginning he is intact. And if as a church we should win over him or overcome him. Church also should not be divided. A divided church will put up a very uh, ugly and a dirty situation before the world and before all the powers of darkness. Do not fight alone. How not to battle? Do not fight alone. 
Get the help of your brothers and sisters. God bless you.